Hey, I'm Aaron Ryman. And this is Micah Wood, and welcome to the WP Square One podcast. We are here with Kathy Druin, and uh, I'm going to let uh, Kathy give a quick introduction of herself. Kathy? These guys know me very, very well. They're saying two minutes and quick. I'm Kathy Druin, <laughs> and I am alive and well in Marietta, Georgia, which is outside of Atlanta. What else do you want to know, Micah? Well, tell us a little bit about what you do, um, who you know, all that kind of good stuff. <laughs> I do as little as possible with as many people as possible. Smart. I know. I'm, um, but to be serious about it, I work in the WordPress community and have done so since 2008, I guess. Although I got started with WordPress long before that. Um, what I do is I'm a full-time professional helper. And the definition of the help I provide varies from day to day. Understood. Well, how did you get into WordPress? My introduction was uh, for my own personal website, well, my business website, when I was a real estate broker. I had built the website for that back in 94. So even though it had pretty design makeovers over the years, by 2006, it was in need of a technology makeover. So I switched to using WordPress at that time. Okay. Were you doing that for your, for your own business? Yeah. Or... Uh-huh. I was a real estate broker up until the market crashed in 2000. I rebuilt our real estate firm's website on, um, I was going to say Revol Yeah, Revolution is what it was called. Brian Gardner, who is the owner of Studio Press. Well, was the owner of Studio Press. But anyway, that's another conversation. I uh, got introduced to WordPress and never looked back after making that switch to a dynamic CMS versus what we used to do in the 90s. God, that was painful. Static, static HTML and stuff like that. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's a, it's a yeah. When you had to go, you know, let's change this menu item on every single freaking page you own. But, but yeah. So anybody who works with WordPress and had made the transition from static <laughs> to dynamic knows what I'm talking about. And if you don't, congratulations to you for not having gone through that pain. Yeah. But uh, the real estate market crashed in 2008 and I was broke. So I did what I always do when I get in that position. I wing it. And by winging it, I became a WordPress consultant and developer and faked my way through that for quite a while. So what, what did your first client look like? Uh... Oh my God. Um, <laughs> the, the, well, I have two versions of that. The, the official <laughs> version. Well, the, the first person who hired me was a, a fellow real estate broker. And I said, oh, sure, I can do this. <laughs> like change her server and stuff I didn't even know. I mean, I killed her site. I killed the whole business in about a day and a half. But uh, I don't like to tell that story. But uh, when you are taking on clients born out of desperation, 
you do stupid, crazy, and harmful things. Um, and I didn't even give her her $500 back. Nice. You know, but that's why that one's not the official version. The official version um, was building you know some from scratch. I know. Um, but she won't be listening to this. Okay. Know. All right. <laughs> and, and I don't do those things anymore. One is I know where I'm stupid and, and get real people to help. But um, the very first glance came out of the, those real estate relationships because I have always been the go-to person for them in terms of anything technology. So it was easy to start, start a WordPress business with the people you know. And sure, I can build this and I can build that. And I used um, what is now known as Genesis and StudioPress templates before that even was such a thing. So I customized. What was it back then? Go ahead. Well, sorry, what was it back then? I, I don't know. So, I mean, Genesis. I've oh, only known about it was, like it, five was years. it was Brian. It was Brian Gardner, and um, Rev, he had like three templates, all called Revolution. Something like you know, maybe like Revolution One, Two, and Three that, that had a little bit of variation on the homepage layout. Okay, I had no idea. So now they're. And odd, but, live uh, longer than you. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, that that was maybe back in two thousand. Well, certainly in two thousand six is when I transitioned my own site, and um, I, I don't know what they called it. Before. I don't know when Studio Press was born. It's when Brian Gardner and the other Brian got together and formed copy media or something i don't know everybody buys everybody else yep especially studio press uh very recently so but that's probably another topic why and right. all that stuff so but yeah i go ahead i was gonna say that, that what i learned to do was what most of my clients do and that was hobble my way through by customizing things so so now where you're at now i'm assuming your your client approach has changed significantly so tell us a little bit about you know where you find clients now and how you approach that as opposed to where you started clients tend to find me uh, in terms of my real growth my gift is not in building websites my gift is in building people and i see the I've toyed with this phrase, the invisible people, but that's not a very kind way to refer to those people who are on the fringes of the WordPress community and struggle. And I see them around the rooms. So when I got started, my focus was on teaching people how to use WordPress. And I started a meetup in 2011 that I mean it was like the whole meetup was a, one big happiness bar even though uh, there was a presentation but it was very much targeted to those people who like me stumbled across WordPress and discovered that it's not quite as intuitive as one might expect and that drove my business for quite some time 
and I became known as like, you know, one of the best WordPress teachers around. And that's okay. So that led to Atlanta WordPress Coach. Officially, it's AtlantaWPCoach.com, which targets um, small businesses and do-it-yourselfers who have either broken a website and don't know how to fix it or they are struggling. And so that's kind of the, the bulk of my business. Every so often, a real live serious business owner will come to me. And that's almost a fluke because of the reputation I have in the community as a, being a teacher. And, and I can go on and on and on. Y'all just have to stop me and interrupt, you know, when you want to know something different. Um, so when I have real life clients, like real, real businesses who are serious business owners with employees and big budgets and right. all those kinds of things, I become the project manager and project consultant for that. My gift is um, so, uh, in closing the deal because I'm a people person. I no longer go in and actually touch people's websites because I don't enjoy that. To call myself a WordPress developer is really a misnomer, but the checkboxes don't usually apply to me. I'm not a designer and I'm not a developer. I'm a builder of people and a connector of people. And that generally leads to great websites built by people on my team, not Kathy. Gotcha. Yeah, I think most people listening are probably going to be interested in, uh, you know, because I know a lot of people starting out, particularly in web development or anything related, they're looking from the outside saying, well, you know, I have a hard time getting clients or the clients I get, they don't have tons of money. So how do you make that work? How do you attract people to you? that are, you know, they don't know what they need. Like, how does that work? I'm kind. So when I get an email, um, I reply from an empathetic point of view, which comes quite naturally to me. And so, gosh, I can teach people how to do that sort of basically I begin the conversation with, I acknowledge where you are in your struggle. Yes, the struggle is real. And allow them to tell me where it hurts. And then I can respond with what we can do to eliminate some of that pain. A lot of the do-it-yourselfers have minimal budgets. So we can talk about doing things hybrid. I will teach you to do what you want to do over and over and over. Like I will teach you how to add images to your content. But if you want to go in and make a color change of a hyperlink or change the font sizes on anything, more often than not, that's better for me to do for you. And lo and behold, I have support plans that will make it economical for everybody. Nice. Yeah, I think um, from the teaching I've done and the things I've learned from doing that, um, I've found that the more you normalize the struggle, uh, the more, the easier it is to, people open up, right? Like if you, 
Absolutely. Yeah, if you don't normalize and say, hey, you know, it's expected that you don't know this and that you're going to run into X, Y, Z, and it's okay when that happens. That's why I'm here. Um, I think that's just watching from the outside. I've always thought that's, you know, the one thing that I think you do really well. It is, it's hard for people to ask for help in the first place um, because it's admitting that they, one, admitting that you need help with anything is difficult. And so when somebody sends me an email, that's what I acknowledge first. Um, I, I know that asking for help is hard, but hey, you don't know what you don't know. And as you say, normalize that. Um, it's it's pretty easy to do because it's a normal human condition to uh, feel like you are less than when you're struggling with something. And building a website is certainly a struggle for most people. It's a struggle for those of us who do it for a living, even if we're at the top of our game, because there's always something we don't know and always will be. Tell me real quick, you, you mentioned uh, support plans. Uh, how, how do those work? Are they monthly type things or how, how does that yeah. function for you? I have three different levels. Um, one reason I have three different levels is because in a pricing structure, it is always better to offer three options. Yep. And I don't know that we need to go into the, the neuropsychological reasons for that, but I have three plans and they are. I added a third, uh, like with some of our proposals, we added a third option in there um, because sometimes that third option makes people go to the second option. (laughs) Well, that's, that's what it's designed to do. So if we talk about that for just a second, you know, because what I, I am a consultant to business owners as well as, you know, do websites. But the psychology behind the three options is one, you anchor a price point with that very, very top one. And that's your, in your dream world, this could happen. But the psychological piece of it is what you're describing. That third piece allows people to choose option number two, which is the one you want them to choose anyway. There are always going to be people who will choose the the least expensive option because that's how they're built. And there are always people who will choose the most expensive because that's how they're built. But by giving three options, as you said, Aaron, that top one that is like two and a half times more than your second one, makes the second one look more attractive. It's also why it's always positioned in a pricing field as most preferred or most popular or best option. So anyway, I have three levels. And over the years, I have increased the, the prices of those levels because I tend to give more than people expect. And so once upon a time, for example, my lowest priced option was $49. But the clients that I attract send me emails that say, I just got this email. Do I need to pay attention to it? 
And the answer invariably is no, that's a phishing scam. And so I respond to people's needs, but was leaving myself on the short end of the stick financially as a result. So I now have uh, my lowest price plan is $150, but it allows people to to ask me those questions without uh, limit. And I generally include hosting with that too. And then my super, super duper big one is something like, I don't know what I've got on it these days, maybe $850, which buys you 24-7 access. Sounds like a deal to me. It does. It is a deal. I'll sign you up today. I'll send you the link. <laughs> I, I think t- touching on that, you know, in terms of the support is I try to shape my business as a consultant versus a pair of hands. Fair enough. You know, I am not a hired um, hand or a typist. Um People are paying for my wisdom, whether they are doing that at the lower scale of that tier or middle or higher. You found a way to make sure that the value that people are getting is directly in your gifted set, which I think is great. And that value is based on what is valuable to them, not my value. I know my value. But, but value is in, like beauty, is in the eye of the beholder. Um, so for some people, the, the value of the relationship is they don't have to think about their website ever. You know, it's just somebody else is taking care of it. And for other people, it's, I know that I can send this email to Kathy and she will answer it and I don't have to worry. So it's the value changes based on who the client is. Awesome. Um, so <clears throat> if you were to uh, go back and start a yeah. WordPress business mm-hmm. back in, what was it, 2006 or so when you first started, uh, what would you have done differently knowing what you know now? Wow, that that's always hard for me to answer. Because I was introduced to WordPress before I ever knew that there was a WordPress community. My first WordCamp, for example, was in 2008. And I walked into that room and went, oh my gosh, here are my people. They get me. Um, So if someone were starting now, I would encourage them to, to get involved in the community of WordPress. Uh, We're so fortunate here in Atlanta because we have an enormous community of users as well as people who are in the business. And we have, I don't know, a bajillion meetups all across town. Easily 15 meetups in our geographic area. They don't say too many, but we definitely have a lot. (laughs) Definitely a lot of meetups. We, We do there. There is a meetup for everybody in every part of town. And what happens when you go into those meetup communities, you, you will feel alone when you walk through the door. But very quickly, you will recognize that the people in the room 
are generous with their time and their energy, and they want you to learn, uh, and they want you to be helpful. And I think that is the culture of WordPress globally at the community level. Um, it's, it's unlike any community of people I've ever been involved with outside of 12-step support programs. You know, it's everybody wants you to succeed and, and are willing to share. Now, that doesn't mean give away our professional time, although I've learned to say that if I am within the room of a meetup, if I'm in those four walls, I will share everything that I know professionally. But if you catch me in the parking lot and ask me a question, the clock will start ticking because I have to draw boundaries around it some way because I am who I am and I say what I say and I'm pretty much what you see is what you get. So I can't act differently inside an official WordPress event than I do outside or at my desk. So I think getting involved in the community would be my short answer. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of the same same way with the whole um, word camps and whatnot. I'll sit there and spend, you know, Saturday and Sunday, you know, working, uh, helping someone out with Word, uh, WordPress in some way, form, or fashion. Um, and I'll, I'll tell people, I'm like, let me help you right now because Monday morning I'm going to start charging you, <laughs> you know, a lot, Absolutely. A lot for this. It, it's giving back to the community is kind of how I see those work camps. Um, you know, it's one way to, to help out. Um, and you're heavily involved in what, how many, uh, I guess, work camps have you scheduled and helped out with? I, I'm extremely involved in the WordPress community. It's a good one. I have a role that's referred to as community deputy, and that in short kind of means like super volunteer. Um, so I answer help questions on at the community level um, in Slack as well as emails. If somebody is interested in starting a meetup in our community, I counsel with them show them how to go through that application process and kind of, not kind of, I hold their hand and serve as a mentor to them as they get their meetups off the ground. I do the same thing globally, well, not so much globally, but nationally for first-time WordCamp organizers. So I serve as a mentor in, a, in many, many capacities and have been instrumental in starting lots of meetups and supporting lots and lots of WordCamps. Um, I've been an organizer here at WordCamp Atlanta since 2010 and never seen ending. I'm no longer the lead organizer. Woohoo! Um, but that doesn't mean I, I'm not heavily involved. I'm also a organizer of WordCamp US for the second year, and I've been told that once you're in that family, there's no getting out. Um, for, for both of those, I am, yeah, I am the sponsor team lead for both Atlanta and for WordCamp US, which I absolutely adore. It enables me to use all my people skills and my schmoozing and support the community by supporting the people who support financially, which is awesome. Makes sense to me. 
So, um, so with WordCamp um, US, uh, <laughs> are you going to stay on that for? Um, I mean, is there a? I guess a, my question is: Is there a term limit in in that type of stuff? Because I know with like organizing Atlanta, you know, you can only be the lead guy for two years. Is does it work the same with the US? Uh, it does, and you can only be in the same city two years for U.S. at the lead level. But if you're a, a team member or a leader of a team, there's a lot of continuity there, um, which is also helpful as you bring in new people uh, to have that continuity. I like it enough that I have all intentions of staying as the sponsor team lead for WordCamp 2019, which will be in St. Louis. Nice. I just love it. I mean, you work like a dog for free, <laughs> but, but I love every minute of it. Yeah, it's it's fun getting, I mean, I've known you. I mean, I remember like Googling what WordPress Atlanta, and I remember seeing your, you had like this little uh, cartoon character uh, of you on your website. And then, uh, yep. I don't know, this is probably 2011 or so I, I met you and I was like, oh, she looks like that cartoon character. <laughs> um, was that back when I had the cape on and the big yes. WP on my cape? Yep. Okay. Yep. So, um, but I mean, you know, I've known you, you know, for, for a while and I know that you've always been involved, um, heavily involved, you know, um, and it's, it is giving back a lot of, a lot of your uh, time, but the friendships are, are worth worth a lot to, to me so thank you the f for me <laughs> and my very very core of my being it's all about relationships um and i would shrivel up and die without them as does everybody else i'm just better at creating them than some people and and i i use the word gift a lot because i i feel blessed that when i meet people I am, I'm able to connect with them below the surface. And there is something in me that allows them to open up and, and trust me and, and share things with me that they don't share with other people. And as a result, they, they leave a conversation with me feeling empowered to, take whatever next step that is in their life, whether talking of, about building their website or building their business or even in my personal life, you know, their life transitions. But that is at my core. I, I just, and, and what has happened for me over the years is that I have come to embrace that. So when you, to come back to that question of, what would I encourage people to do if they were just starting out today? And it, it would be to find yourself as quick as you can, because once you find yourself and what makes you sing, then you don't have to struggle quite so hard to attract the people that are looking for what you have and what you are. But I've lived a very, very long time. <laughs> so I've had a lot of years to hone that and practice it and come to embrace that. Okay, this is who Kathy Druin is. And she's going to be that way 
in all circumstances all the time. There are no secrets and there are no surprises. This is who she is. And today she does. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because we figure if it's this easy, I mean, it's so easy. How come everybody doesn't know how to do this? But we totally dismiss what comes natural to ourselves. That's just yeah, it's, human it's condition. Like people pay me to to do this. This is like this is what I do in my spare time. This is what I enjoy, you know. So it's, it's nice to have. Yeah. Um, like I, I kind of tell my kids, like find something that's fun. Um, you know, don't don't necessarily try to you know do something that is you know profitable or something that is, um, you know, that is seen as success. You know, by society. You know, I say find something that you're passionate about and do a job. You know, or try to try to get a job. You know, doing that because um, that's fun um, to me. Like the WordPress, doing the WordPress stuff. Um, you know. Uh, helping someone out fixing something um, that I might not see as real, real hard to do. I mean, maybe FTPing in, fixing, you know, one little uh, semicolon, you know, in the PHP or something, um, real easy mm-hmm. to me, uh, really hard, you know, to some other people. So. And, and it's, like you said, it, it right. makes your heart sing. Yeah, it's nice. You know, and the piece that is consistent for me across my three careers. And it's amazing has, how long it takes for you and, to figure out what you're good at and, and what your strengths are. And sometimes it's just so natural to you that you don't even think of it as a strength, um, which is insane. what makes it so hard to identify sometimes. <laughs> nice. Well, Micah, you want to ask the, uh, the final question? Uh, I don't know. What's the final question? Uh, <laughs> I don't well, have in front of me either. <laughs> I know. It's not, it sounds crazy, doesn't it? Um, so we're going to, since you're a, uh, a big uh, networking person um, and you tend to know everybody in the WordPress community, we have um, three people. Um, are there? Can you come up with three people you would like to nominate to be on this podcast? And they can come from anywhere. Um, or do you prefer Atlanta? Oh no, any anywhere uh, for sure. So we actually have um, two people lined up um, uh, already that are out of state. So cool. I have lots of names. Oh, I know. The first one that comes to my mind is Andrea Rennick. Okay. Do you want me to spell these for you or send them to you? Uh. We, I can, but her I can name Google is, it. Yeah. It's Andrea Rennick, R-E-N-N-I-C-K. Okay. And she come, she's top of mind for me because when I got started playing with WordPress in 2006, I learned everything possible through the support forums. And whatever they were called at that time, whether it was Studio Press or something else, Andrea was one of the support people and continues to be a a support person. Um, She's, she's wonderful to know, delightful. (coughs) I'm sorry, losing my voice. Um, So anyway, so she comes to mind and I will send you contact information for her. Um, 
Someone else that I like that I met through WordCamp US last year is Alex Veliquez. Veliquez, how I'll spell it. V-E-L-A-Q-U-E-Z, or some close to that. Okay. Um, he's in California. Um, quirky personality. Um, he'll give you a run for your money on his sarcasm, Aaron. Ooh, all right. Game off. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you can tell him I said so. All right. And who would I want my third person to be? Um. You can go local if you want. So I don't have an issue with locals. <laughs> well, we know all the same people. I know. Um, I know. But, um, but you know everybody, Mor- so. I do. Um, Brad Morrison is excellent. He's one of the smartest people I know in uh, in our community in terms of running a business and is eager to share his experiences. Awesome. I've actually already uh, and he and he has a business model that's different than the rest of us. So that I find that to be Yeah, he's a service uh well a product product based um you know where a lot of us and subscription right. based and most of us do not run our businesses solely as a subscription based model. Sounds sounds good though. Um I'm interested in I'm gonna be Googling uh Alex and Andrea. Um so figure out uh, if they can get on get on the podcast. So, sure, use my name. Tell them I set them <laughs> All up. All right. Yeah, it's not like it's a ice ice bucket challenge or anything like that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Although I think that'd be funny, um, but that might not be a, a, a way to get people now. on the podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, maybe not save that right for a word camp right. or something. so after party um something to that effect so and if yeah. you've never gone to a word camp and you don't know about the after party they can be very fun and you should check it out so they can you can check it out in birmingham on august the 4th in asheville two weekends after that and then you can come to nashville <laughs> I love it. I love the plug. So, but yes, that's right. All right. Well, I think, I think that covers it. Um, you know, I, I said in the, uh, the invite to this, I said, um, I think it's going to be about 35 minutes and I'll let you know afterwards, uh, how long it's going to be. So (laughs) we're at 36. So it's not bad. That works well. Awesome. Well, thank you for your time. I, I really appreciate it. Um, I know you have a you have a lot of knowledge, and hopefully, we'll uh, we'll have you back on the podcast uh, in the uh, in the future. I can talk anytime, anywhere, and for as long as you want, not as short as you want. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, have a good day. Bye, guys. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, bye.